Good afternoon. It's 12 o'clock on this Tuesday edition of MoneyWeb at Midday. I'm Pranesha Naidu, standing in for Rake Fenikak. On the show today, we ask what the new NAFTA deal means for financial markets and take a closer look at Group 5's results. Joining me for this and more is Viv Govender from Rand Swiss. Viv, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Now, Viv, let's start off with the new U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade accord, essentially an attempt to salvage that NAFTA deal. Global markets certainly rallied on the back of this deal yesterday. Not so much, though, today. What does this deal actually mean for financial markets? Well, I think uh, there's two ways to look at it. What the deal uh, actually entails, there's a lot of debate about it. I mean, a lot of it comes from political sources and I know if, uh, if you pro Trump, oh, he, he won. If you're anti Trump, he basically just kept NAFTA and changed the name. But I think what it really does do is it, it sets the tone for what's going forward in that, you know, this is a deal that's been concluded. Uh, yes, there's outstanding issues there, but it does show progress towards, you know, you know conclusion. Uh, and it could be that it indicates that Trump may be uh, willing, you know, to or ready to start making these deals across the board. Uh, if that is the scenario, then we could take uh, a lot of risk out of the global market because one of the biggest things, in fact, the biggest thing that he's probably, you know, doing to the global economy at the moment is this trade issues. We may discuss other things like, you know, for instance, the Supreme Court justice and there's stuff around like the, mm-hmm. the wall of the border and so on. But that doesn't really affect the economy. It doesn't affect us in South Africa. This stuff with the trade, uh, you know, restrictions, the trade war, does affect us in South Africa. And if he's showing signs that he's willing to basically make these deals, and conclude them, it could indicate that we may see deals coming soon with places like China. That's just what I was going to ask you, because that China-US relationship and the ongoing sanctions between the two creating a lot of friction. Oh, yes, most certainly. I mean, this is something that, you know, depending on how China responds to it, the means that they go about in terms of, like, counteracting the US. Uh, but it, it does, uh, you know, by most economists' estimates, uh, could account for, you know, several, you know, as uh, tenths of a percent uh, drop in global GDP growth, which is a significant amount of uh, you know, lost growth for the world. It's, you know, talking hundreds of billions uh, of dollars here that was lost year. And uh, this is something that I think that we in South Africa are going to be affected by because if there is a, a trade war that pushes, for instance, China into a bit of a slow growth phase, it's going to kick back to us and things like, for instance, steel exporters, uh, you know, Chinese mm-hmm. investment in Africa, all those things are going to be affected. You mentioned South Africa being at risk uh, should the U.S. and China not uh, allay their situation. The new NAFTA deal, though, does it have any bearing on South Africa? Do we stand to benefit in any way? Uh, not in the not immediately, but it does seem to indicate, like I said, that, that these things are going to be sorted over time. Uh, there's still some contentious issues in that in that USMCA deal. So you're calling it that now. Mm-hmm. I mean, a new NAFTA might be a, a rule. <laughs> uh, but uh, basically, what it comes down to is uh, it, it, it doesn't really affect us uh, at the moment. What it does do is it gives us hope that you know this could be fixed uh, going forward. But there's still outstanding issues, things around steel, etc., which is probably more closely related to what we are dealing with, as opposed to the Canada-U.S. Uh, uh-huh. dairy situation, for instance. Okay, and if we can move to currency markets for uh, now, the rand, along with other emerging market stocks, taking a bit of pressure this morning. What's going on? Uh, this is about good news being bad news. Uh, good news uh, that we have this deal uh, coming through. Uh, that obviously helps the dollar because it kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, supports the U.S. And because the U.S. currency is getting stronger, then we're seeing, you know, our currency getting a bit weaker. Uh, so the fact that we're seeing it slightly weak against the dollar, but slightly strong against the euro could indicate that it's more a case of, you know, dollars, you know, uh, it was, uh, 
uh, it's a dollar case as opposed to a round case in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I'd, I'd rather have this, you know, helping us uh, get weak against the dollar uh, than, for instance, us being stronger because the dollar is weaker due to more trade tensions. Mm-hmm. There's also, uh, I suppose, quite a bit of uh, pressure coming on the emerging market currencies at the moment because of that surging oil price. Oh, yes. And this is something I think that, again, uh, I mentioned the trade deal as being one thing that really, uh, you know, the, Donald Trump is really affected the world economy. The oil price situation could also be something, and to some extent he's also responsible partly for this, for taking the ring in production of mm-hmm. the market effectively, not just the U.S. not buying, but like pressuring places like India and China, etc., not to buy as well. Uh, and that could be something that I think could also make a huge impact more on emerging markets and, and developed markets because of the, you know, the greater percentage that we spend on energy in emerging markets mm-hmm. versus in developed markets of our, of our income. Uh, that is something I think that is uh, really troublesome. Uh, that being said, if oil prices remain here for long enough, we could see, you know, in the long term, something happening with regards to more exploration. And that's been a bit of an issue. Oil prices have been so low for so long that exploration really has come mm-hmm. down uh, significantly, and new reserves haven't been found uh, quickly enough. And hopefully, this might just alleviate the long-term situation, even with the short-term pain. Mm-hmm. Well, it's certainly something we're going to watch out for. Uh, also on markets this uh, this afternoon, or at least at last count, all in top 40, quite firmly in the red. What's weighing on them? Well, I do think, you know, Twilis, at, at the moment, we, we do have a situation where, uh, you know, tensions are, are higher uh, right now. And obviously, we had some really disappointing economic news coming out uh, over the last little while. And like, again, we did have a bit of positivity yesterday. Uh so the growth concerns in Africa are really, I think, worrying us right now. Uh, I mean, we've, to a certain extent, underperformed global markets for quite mm-hmm. some time, not just the GSD, but our market, as well, our economy as well. And uh, despite the hope that we saw at the start of uh, uh, at the start of the year, we are seeing some concerns coming through with regards to you know, the growth uh, in the prospects in South Africa. Uh, also, I think there's been a report out there about you know, the global economy uh, the IMF my desk come out and said that uh, global growth uh, might have plateaued at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, despite the U.S. doing as well as it is, doing 4.2% I think, in the last quarter, uh, that kind of thing does disappoint uh, you know, uh, global markets as well. Mm-hmm. Also sparking some concern was that comment from the National Planning Commission that South Africa may have to go to the IMF if it doesn't oh, sort yes. the situation around, out. Yeah, and, and look, at the IMF is, is, is like going to one of those like medieval doctors. You know, they come with leeches and bloodletting and stuff. And often I have the belief that they cause more damage than they try and cure. But the reason it goes is because they have those big purses that can get you out of short-term trouble. Mm-hmm. So the last thing we want to do in South Africa is go to the IMF because the history of countries that have been in inverted commas helped by the IMF is not exactly great. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Viv, not much on the company's front uh, this morning, though, but we did have Group 5 who reported a full-year loss of 1.3 billion rands. Just what are you making of these results? Uh, the market is treating it quite positively uh, at the moment. We had a um, significant jump up in the share price. It's up about 15.5% at the moment. Uh, but I mean, if you look at the share price over the last five years, I and mean, it's currently seeing it at around 10 uh, it was like in excess of 40 rand, you know, five years ago, and in excess of, you know, 12 rand, uh, you know, towards the, uh, just about a year or so ago. So this is obviously a, 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 a big turnaround story. I think one of the positive things the market's taken out is the change of leadership, uh, mm-hmm. which is obviously something I think that, uh, you know, we've seen that like the Forbes, for instance, uh, when leadership changes are a troubled company, uh, there is an initial positivity that's been seen by the market. Mm-hmm. But just what is it going to take to turn that company around, barring a change of leadership? 
uh, a change of economy, uh, quite <laughs> frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, something like Group Five is very dependent on like demand in, uh, you know, in the economy. Uh, you know, when people want to build something, uh, you know, uh, when you want to actually have you know more, more construction, more construction, that kind of stuff happening in the economy, then these things make profit. In times like this, where the economy is, is weak, you'll often find a construction company which is building something incredibly complicated, incredibly difficult to build. Getting less margin than a, a food or mm-hmm. sorry a grocery shop gets from putting stuff on a truck onto a shelf. The margins on these these grocery shops are higher than in some of the construction companies' uh, projects out there, just because of the fact that these during these times and things that are weak, they're actually out there trying to you know just survive. And uh, we need to see the economy grow faster in order to get you know the overall uh, construction sector looking better. And finally, Viv, there was a report out yesterday that that um, MTN might scrap its Nigeria listing. Prudent move given its recent troubles in that country. Uh, yeah, I think the recent troubles are one of the reasons that, that especially the change in the price of the share, uh, is one of the things that is that is uh, you know really affecting uh, this idea of uh, of having an IPO and trying to raise funds in Nigeria because if you sell shares at this particular each time in you know, the market, uh, you will get a far lower price than you probably think is fair value for for those shares. You know. Mm-hmm. What I mean? So this is obviously a troublesome you know, issue, not just the fact that, of course, I mean, people are talking about the idea that Nigeria is not a bad place to do business for MTN. <clears throat> I think MTN, uh, you know, leadership still thinks Nigeria is quite, uh, you know, an attractive place. I mean, I think the stats are, it's, the world, it's Africa's most populous country, you know, it's mm-hmm. bigger than you know, any other country in Africa. And there's only a third of people in the country have access to the Internet. So there's a huge growth market possible in Nigeria. So it's something mm-hmm. that MTN probably can't let go of, but... Uh, I think right now, trying to lose shares, trying to sell, sell shares for capital, uh, doesn't make sense given the deflated uh, share price. But it did say that it was going to explore alternative methods of raising funds in that market, and one of them would be listing by introduction. Yeah. So basically, yeah, this is like a slightly different here than, than actually going out and just trying to, uh, it's not trying to raise capital. It needs to list basically uh, because it has this. Um, Actually, it has this uh, agreement uh, in terms of uh, the deal it made around that uh, that Rika kind of like a uh, the fine that it had before. Mm-hmm. In order to reduce things, it, it basically has uh, you know to list, it has already has um, you know produced that fine, so it has to live up to the other part of the deal. How the deal was basically listing in Nigeria. One of the ways to do it is listing by introduction as opposed to, you know, just the sale here. It's a bit easier in terms of, uh, you know, uh, the marketing and so on. So effectively, you aren't, you know, losing because you aren't basically, you know, selling these, these shares at, at a new price out there and, you know, didn't, and selling the shares at a time when you're having a, a really, really weak um, you know, share price uh, that might be very temporary. Well, Viv, that's where we're going to leave it for today. Viv Gavinder from Rand Swiss, thank you for joining us.